Hello, friends, and welcome to the third episode of the Movie Babble Podcast. We're back once again. We told you it'd be a little, a uh, little less of a break between episodes this time, but yeah, Comic Con was last week, and a bunch of different things debuted. There was apparently a trailer for Titans, a TV show, where Robin said "fuck Batman." So, well, that sounds pretty terrible. But uh, we didn't talk about that. We talked, me and Stephen, or Stephen and I, Grammar, uh, talked about just kind of the main trailers that came out this past weekend, such as Aquaman, Godzilla, Shazam, Crimes of Grindelwald, and Glass, and I think that's it. I think that's it. But uh, we had a lot of fun uh, talking about this, so I hope you enjoy that. And uh, Before we get started here, uh, there's a couple great articles on the site this week. The, my review of Mission Impossible Fallout should be out very shortly after this podcast airs. A wonderful movie. love that so much. I have a bunch of different reviews of myself, as well as everyone else. Uh, a lot of good content coming out recently. Uh, feels good to be a movie available right now. But uh, anyway, uh, here's Stephen and I, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome back, everyone. The third episode of the Movie Battle Podcast coming very shortly after the second one. Stephen, I think we're getting the hang of this thing. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, this is the third one now, so we're, we're beginning to lose count. This is, this is really tough. <laughs> yeah, I think... I'm, I'm, I'm almost getting sick of them at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I'm only joking. Maybe some people are getting sick of us already. Who knows? But... So we wanted to get this episode out very quickly to you guys because we think it's really fun and pertinent to the conversation right now in all things film. But Comic-Con just ended in San Diego and there wasn't any Marvel there this year, but I think there was still a, a ton to talk about, from, especially from Warner Brothers and DC. I think they actually really stepped their, their game this year, which I'm kind of excited about. I don't know how you feel about it, but... Yeah, like, I'm probably... This is like I like all the trailers that we're talk that we're gonna talk about. I actually feel very excited for all of them, but like in terms of big big scale movies, and especially when it comes to the likes of DC and Warner Brothers, I think they're starting to surprisingly beginning to step into a stage now where they're making sort of the right moves. I don't know how you think. Yeah, I think so too. It's I think let's just get right into it. Um, I gotta say, my favorite. Trailer. I, I agree with you. I liked all of them as well to varying degrees. There wasn't one that I looked at and said, "Ooh, I don't, I don't know about that one." But I think yeah. my favorite trailer had to be Shazam. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> that was that made me so so happy. I, <laughs> I was absolutely sold on this movie as soon as I saw uh, Zachary Levi start to floss and then punch. Uh, through a cinder wall <laughs> it's like yeah. I'm sold on this movie I don't care whatever comes I just I didn't know I, I needed a superhero flossing in my life so <laughs> and which is a good uh, kind of pull from Fortnite which brings in a lot of other kids to watch this movie as well yeah it seems like it seems this is I think this is uh, David F. Sandberg directed this movie right he did um, Animal Creation and which is kind of an interesting step for him, but 
I think I'm right. I hope I'm right. Anyway. Um, no, you're right. He, he, he directed Lights Out as well. Yeah. He's kind of indie filmmaker. He's, it's kind of funny to see him make the, the jump from just like a very classic horror movie where every, it's just basically a scare fest to what is essentially the superhero version of Big and just ultimate, like incredibly lighthearted and there's it's just really kind of just sweet and really really fun um it's kind of interesting it's interesting to see to see warner brothers kind of give this guy that movie but i don't know it looks it looks so delightful i think is the word it just looks it just looks really so much fun and i think zachary levi just i mean it's just a trailer but he just looks like he's having a blast as shazam but yeah yeah he's perfect casting as well like if you showed this movie, if you showed this movie trailer to someone who's not even a casual fan or cinephile, they would almost just look at this and think, "Oh, this is another Marvel movie," because it is that, like you said, delightful, and it they're, they're, it looks like they're actually having fun with it. And this is a much more kind of kid-friendly movie than the likes of uh, Suicide Squad or Batman versus Superman, which is the right step I think it, it's making. So yeah, I think so too. It's it's one of those things where I would it's it feels like it feels like with Suicide Squad it was like oh we have to make this movie fun we have to make a Guardians of the Galaxy because we have this weird group of people but it's for Shazam it, it just feels like they chose the tone that goes perfectly with the situation like how 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 depressing would it be if we took the tone from BVS and where everything is brooding and everything is just such a bummer and we put it into a little kid who becomes a superhero for the first time like it just it just kind of works and i think that's kind of what i needed from dc at this point just like we we understand what we're going for and we're going to let um the story tell itself and not try to go two hands on with it. And I think they're starting to figure that out, which gets me really, really excited, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like the thing about it is like, I remember when I first saw the trailer and the costume was revealed, I was like, Oh my God, this is the, this is probably the goofiest costume (laughs) in the DCU by far. And it kind of reminded me of, uh, it reminded me of Henry Cavill's, uh, outfit, but almost as if it was like, completely just ripped out of the comics or just really kind of gone full on with this whole kind of goofiness to it and I think that's what they need I know they have the Flash as the kind of comic relief in the Justice League and sort of Aquaman as well but I feel as if Shazam is is the bona fide comic relief he's almost going to be like he's going to be like a a kind of uh, a kind of um, mixture between the Flash and Almost like, not not to say that it would be kind of Deadpool the way it would be grotesque humor or anything like that, because it is a, you're literally following a kid character. Yeah. But it would be that kind of, uh, that zone of, oh, we're, we're just having fun with this, and people have got, all they want to, gone, all people will want to do is go to see a movie that they're going to have fun with. And this is finally what the DC seems to be getting right, in my opinion. Yeah, it's just, it's just goofy. That's, that's yeah. what I, I love about it. You have this, just this absurd lightning. I like that the lightning bolt in the middle of his chest is just like it's just really bright and it looks really silly. And he has a white cape. It feels like something out of like the '60s or something like that. 
which, <laughs> which is really, really fun. And yeah, I just can't wait to just see a movie that doesn't take itself too seriously. And it seems to have like, it has a lot of heart and it's, I think this one is really becoming one of my most anticipated movies next year. Cause it just looks, I've rewatched the second half of that trailer when we finally get to see Shazam. I've probably rewatched it tens of times at this point because it just make it just makes me smile. It's just so so funny to watch this yeah. kid try to figure out what like what he can do, and then it ends in that perfect button at the end where they find out he's bulletproof. Then he looks to the robbers and he's like, "Oh, you're dead." <laughs> I think that's. That's so, so funny. And then he's just running outside with his snacks and he's just, it's just, it just looks like there's like, like the child, like wonder and fun, which I'm really, I just can't wait for. I'm so excited. Yeah. And I mean, in, in the DCU, I know there's a lot of comparisons to the movie Big, the Tom Hanks movie. Yeah. Which, which is obviously fucking great. But when you look at this movie, it does seem original in the, in the lore, in the mythology, because there's no other character out there that is actually a kid, but in a way is, is just posing as an adult superhero. And that's the fun side about it, and that, that's where the kid-friendly aspect is. And another thing about this is that, you know, the, the Justice League was the lowest box office. Uh, it had the lowest box office numbers. It had, like, I think only a little over 600 million. Yeah, it, w- it definitely wasn't a hit for Warner Brothers. I mean, we spoke about that kind of lightly in the last podcast as well, I, I remember. But again, it's like, it takes this, there, there are a lot of Easter eggs in this trailer. Mm-hmm. If you want, you've probably noticed them as well. Like in the, in the, in the kid's room, you know, you have like this kind of newspaper on the wall where it says, you know, Superman returns. So this is pretty, I think this, it's pretty safe to say that this is taking place after the Justice League. Yeah, uh, but I've heard I've heard rumors that it's going to be t- taking place in the '80s as well. I'm I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I honestly I don't really care. <laughs> you know, it looks like uh, it just kind of looks like a fun story, and that's I'm kind of hoping at this point it's all you can hope for, and then you can worry about the connective tissue later with DC. But yeah, it just it's just really goofy. I think that's the word I'm going to keep thinking about it. It's just really goofy and silly, and that's kind of what I want out of this kind of story. So I think, all right, I think switching to still DC, but a different movie. I, I, the Aquaman trailer. Um, I know James Wan has been kind of just like keeping this trailer to himself for the longest time. Cause he wanted to make sure that all the effects were at least decent. And this, this yeah. definitely looks like it's going to be an incredibly uh, CGI heavy movie. It just an underwater and all that yeah. things, but I'm gonna say this movie. It looks like it's a lot of fun. It's gonna be. Yeah. It's gonna be its own version of Goofy. It'll definitely like uh, Shazam. It'll take itself definitely more seriously. But then there's just like these schlocky crocodile shark monsters that they're riding on in, in the water, which just looks insane and just super super fun, you know. Yeah. Um, and then it looks like, I don't know, this is another one where, like we mentioned in the last podcast, where James Wan just kind of filmed this really far away from Warner Brothers, so he just kind of got to do whatever he wanted with it. So, yeah. I don't know how you think, but I like this one a lot. It looks like it's really fun. No, I, I think you're on the money, because I think as, as much as I love the look of 
the look of Shazam, it did kind of steal, it, it stole a lot of Aquaman's thunder, I think, in this Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. But I still, I still look at Aquaman in a, in a kind of positive light because, well, obviously I'm, I'm a, I'm a actually pretty, I'm a pretty big James Wan fan anyway. But yeah, me too. This movie does look like they're gonna. I, I feel good for Jason Momoa because I think in Justice League, he wasn't really given a lot. He was just sort of this, you know, ridiculous bro character. Yeah. He just kind of had a few one-liners that <laughs> kind of missed and didn't really go well in comparison with the Flash because he kind of stole his thunder in a way and now Shazam was kind of feeling his thunder at Comic-Con but now he has a full movie and I, I have I have a lot of faith in James Wan and making him a good movie you know it, it's hard to believe that he came along you know he came along to, and just like the way uh, David F. David F. Sandberg did with horror movies Jason Jason Wan obviously he made Saw Insidious right. Conjuring which should kind of open up open up that all that horror universe as well but I think this is actually a good, it's a good move for James Wan, and you know the visuals. I don't know what type of challenges he has in directing this type of movie, but the visuals and the whole kind of water dragon. I can't, I can't even picture how they're going to make some of these action scenes underwater because there's a lot of there must be a lot of CGI involved. Yeah, and it must be so overwhelming for a director and the whole crew to deal with a movie like this. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that this. I can imagine this uh, budget is probably insane, just with all the effects that they have to do for it. And so I'm really hoping that it makes it, they really push it in marketing and it makes its money. Because it would just be a bummer to see, because this movie, it looks like it knows what it is and it's going to have a lot of fun doing that. And I really hope that, I just really hope that this movie just kind of, it really just captures something. I, I mean, this it's coming out right around Christmas and Christmas is going to be really packed this year with, uh, there's just like, there's just movies of all kinds. There's the, even that, even that spider, that spider verse movie from Sony, the animated ones coming out right around the same yeah. time. And there's mortal engines from Peter Jackson. And there's uh, Mary Poppins, which I'm sure is going to kill. And there's, there's, and then obviously there's a couple Oscar movies that are kind of hoping for awards. So, um, I, I really hope this movie does well because it looks really, really fun and it just kind of, it's, it's its own brand of weird. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say yeah. about it? No, I mean, like, I, I think the whole environment of the, the movie as well is going to be kind of original. I, I know it looks like, I heard a lot of comparisons saying that it just looks like a kind of spin-off version of uh, Pandora from Avatar, mm. which you can kind of see some of the similarities there. Like, I, it's cool the way you know, a lot of the the jellyfish seem to be the lighting around the whole environment. Yeah. Even in that kind of gladiator type pit that they have this kind of fight. You have a lot of different animals there. It, it's going to look really kind of cool. And the, the again, like the visuals are going to be crazy. And again, like, like I was saying about Jason Momoa, I think this time, like when you look at his, in comparison to Shazam, the, it, even as even something as simple as the costume is completely kind of more subdued, it's definitely more leaning towards the kind of Zack Snyder early DC movies. Yeah. But again, they're going to try and push this kind of uh, fun side to the character as well. They're going to show it's not. I heard it's not really an origin story per se, but they're going to show how he kind of became the king, and I, I kind of like that because how many origin stories are we going to get nowadays? It's like and, and already we. Like Solo, 
this mythology is already kind of set up. Yeah. Um, again, it's when you look at someone like Amber Heard as well. She's going to play uh, this, the female protagonist of the, of the movie, uh, which looks exactly like the Little Mermaid. Yeah, Ariel. and plus exactly. she. I'm, she just looks. She's gorgeous as a redhead. Uh, she, I think, just she was a scene stealer for me, just because she just looks so beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's a cool little uh, shot as well in the trailer where you know how kind of gullible, not gullible Arthur Curry is, but there's a shot where he's almost just looking at her and kind of you know fawning over her, and he's completely, completely in love with her. Like, he doesn't care about anyone else. She's obviously going to be that kind of love interest of the character, and, yeah. but there were a lot of there's a lot of a lot of actors that weren't in the trailer that I didn't really see, like Willem Dafoe or Dolph Lundgren. They're apparently in the movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Did not know yeah. that at all. That'll be fun. Yeah, Willem. Well, yeah, Willem Dafoe was playing this uh, character called Nudis Volko, and then Dolph Lundgren was playing this character called King Nervous. I don't know how I probably butchered those names again, <laughs> but again, when you look at other actors in it as well, like Patrick Milton as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Patrick Wilson. He was, he was, he's kind of a James Wan kind of acolyte as well. He was in the Conjuring movies, Insidious. Yeah, I like why he's been given this kind of meaty role in Aquaman. And then another actor who's in it, who's like, probably has this cameo role is Lee Wanell, who's like James Wan's partner in crime at the minute. Oh, he's in it. I didn't even know that. That's so cool. Yeah, Yeah, he's the pilot in the end when Aquaman jumps out of the plane, and he's like, "You gotta love redheads." Oh, that's neat. That's Jane, That's that's Lee Wanell. I didn't even realize. That's really fun. And then there's isn't uh, Nicole Kidman is his mother too, right? Yeah. So yeah, this yeah. this movie, I think it really has it really has the potential to be really really fun. Um, yeah, the visuals look great. I think they did not. I the all the water stuff in Justice League was probably my least favorite part. It just looked really murky and like kind of gross with that kind of that. Snyder slash Whedon aesthetic. It just didn't look great to me. So I'm I'm happy that everything looks really really good this time around. But I think yeah. with that with that I think we move to quite possibly one of the more epic trailers I've seen in a really really long time, which is Godzilla, King of Monsters, yeah. <laughs> King of the Monsters. This this trailer. Um, well, first you have you have Eleven in there. And she's yeah. doing her, she's screaming and she's doing her thing. So that's just immediately a box office pull for Warner Brothers and Legendary, which is really smart. But just, I think what I kind of was disappointed in the, the 2014 Godzilla, um, I really like that. I like that movie quite a bit. But I think one of the things that people, a lot of people have noted is that it's kind of embarrassed to be like a Godzilla movie and kind of kind of hides the monster and things like that. And it seems like this movie, it's like, no, we do not care. Look at these amazing creatures. And they're just yeah. going to wreak havoc all over the world. And it's going to be a really cool thing. So buy your three tubs of popcorn. Come out and see this movie next summer. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. That, like, I know what you're saying because although I do like the, the 2014 uh, Gareth Edwards movie, who, who he isn't directing this new one. It's Michael Doherty. Uh, Dougherty, Dougherty. I say Dougherty because I'm Irish. <laughs> Whatever, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> Gareth Edwards, he's 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 gone for this one. He's 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 moving on to a different movie called Forever, which is a sci-fi movie that's out. I think it's in development. He's co- he co-wrote he co-wrote it as well. But again, with this movie, 
like you said, uh, they're not shying away this time. They've got four big monsters in this movie. Four, like massive big monsters. I don't know if you're familiar with the the Godzilla kind of mythology or how, how many monsters you 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 know, but they, they got Mothra in this, which is a big fan friendly monster. Yeah. And then you got King Ghidorah, who's like a he's like a three three headed dragon that's even bigger than Godzilla, like significantly bigger than Godzilla. And then you got, uh, which a lot of people didn't even know, this this other monster was in the movie, uh, Rodan, who's kind yeah. of this other dragon monster as well that kind of breathes fire. He, he flaps his wings, and he, I think he kind of regenerates from fire as well. And I heard that he's kind of a rogue monster. He's not really a villain nor a, a, a protagonist for Godzilla. But these really get me really excited. Yeah, I don't... I, I don't know uh, exactly. It sounds like Vera Farmiga with the voiceover. She's saying that they have to find these monsters to kind of save the world. But I don't... Yeah. It seems like she's also kind of sinister. I don't know what's going on there. And there's a whole tie with her and really Bobby Brown and Kyle Chandler. But this... Yeah, it just looks just so epic and grand scale that I think one of the... And it looks gorgeous, too. Like One of my, one of my favorite shots is when Mothra... Um, opens like the wings, wing. yeah, wings flap open, and it's in like this blue kind of hue, and just it's oh, there's just so many money shots of monsters in this movie, where it just looks ah, oh, it just looks so so cool, and I just hope yeah. the one thing I I I just hope that the because the thing about all these movies is, is oh the the people suck or they don't we don't care about them, so I hope there's kind of little notes that like oh this was um really Bobby Brown Vera Farmiga and Kyle Chandler were this family and it looks like they've kind of split apart so I'm hoping that part kind of holds its own next to all the amazing monster footage and just carnage around the world it kind of looks like they're going for this thing where it's like there's all these monsters around us but the true monsters are these people, or something like something kind of vaguely poetic, Sinister. yeah, vaguely poetic like that. So, I this, yeah. I'm just hoping. I just all I needed was I got Godzilla doing his to- atomic breath, so I'm good there. I got I got the yell. So <laughs> this movie has me. I'm sold. I will be there in May of 2019 in my theater. Very very excited for what this brings. Yeah. Well, that, that's interesting that you mentioned the kind of human villain side to it as well because Charles dances in the movie mm-hmm. the Game of Thrones great and he's just he just looks like it. he just breeds villainy great like he yeah like he has that guy. great line long live the king which yeah that's <laughs> it's perfect but yeah go ahead yeah and that kind of makes me wonder what monster is he talking about there is he talking about Godzilla or is he talking about I don't know uh, King Ghidorah or something I, I have, this is what excites me because you just don't really know what they're talking about in this early stage of the move of the, of the, of the trailers. But I mean, you're almost guaranteed a King Kong end credit scene as well at the yeah. end of this movie. Absolutely, I'd almost be banking on that because with the last uh, Skull Island movie, and I was kind of disappointed by Skull Island. I had a lot of fun watching it, but I was kind of, I'm still kind of hung up on the. I'm st- I still have my reservations about you know how I felt about the Peter Jackson movie because I love the Peter Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, the picture it's a three hour three and a half hour epic yeah. movie but I, I understand what they went for with Skull Island they tried to kind of make it more of a you know 
popcorn friendly movie but I'm still excited for how they're going to link Godzilla with King Kong uh, I think in only a year a year after this movie I think it's coming out in like 2020 yeah King something Kong like that Godzilla movie. yeah like 2020 20, 2021 something like that but yeah. I think when you have giant monsters roaming around the world like this I don't think people really care about continuity you know what I mean so like you can so like yeah like uh Kong Skull Island is like this pulpy kind of just like a silly action movie which I didn't really like it but at the same time like Godzilla and King Kong in a movie eventually like I don't care what's come before that like I want to see that on the big screen I want to go to an IMAX theater just see it on the biggest screen possible and just kind of sit back and just let my brain numb over (laughs) you know it's just uh, it just looks so good um, yeah, like a movie like that is guaranteed to make at least, you know, but guaranteed to make at least six hundred million, seven yeah, million. And it, box off the the budgets are like two hundred million or something. Yeah, this yeah, this, if this is anything below two hundred million, then that's kind of amazing because it just looks like it's all special effects shots. <laughs> you know, there's they're they're working on this for like over a year just to kind of like make this look really great. But I think, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, sorry, I put you off. No, I was just going to move forward, so if you have something to say, have at it. <laughs> oh no, because I was, I was going to talk about, you know, the, the Brian Cranston thing in the last one, where people were kind of sold on the fact that Brian Cranston was in this movie, because that was just off the coattails of Breaking Bad. Right. He was, he was big, and then, guess what, like 25 minutes into the movie, he dies. He yeah. Like, what? <laughs> so, going into this movie, I kind of do look at, like, Ken Watanabe's character as... You know, he could die within the first 10 minutes or uh, Sally Hawkins' character as well, uh, which I saw a lot of funny funny jokes on Twitter about saying, you know, Sally Hawkins could have a, could get frisky with Godzilla this time after <laughs> you know, her last movie. <laughs> she was in love with a sea monster, but, you know, I would be kind of, you know, almost anxious to see what creative decisions they make with the characters in this one because, I, like, like you were saying earlier, Millie Bobby Brown is going to be a big pull from this movie because she essentially is the same character as Eleven, you know, even the same hair colour, even the same wardrobe as well, I, I, I presume. Yeah. But then makes me wonder what happens to Aaron Taylor-Johnson's character with Elizabeth Olsen. They they just have zero impact on this. They, they don't seem in it at all. Yeah. I'm, w- not, I'm not disappointed over it. <laughs> yeah, they, I, they, think, I think from the last movie it was like, all right, people thought that they were like the least interesting part so let's not worry about them anymore and let's move on to something different <laughs> exactly like they were kind of an excuse just, just to kind of give it give a perspective a close perspective of these monsters and uh i don't even know what what you think about this one ice cube's son as well o'shea, O'Shea jackson isn't it yeah he's, he's a soldier yeah he's... i didn't realize i thought it was pretty cool because he, he's sort of sitting at a table and then you see him on a plane i think he's about to jump out yeah there's just it's there's a lot of there's a lot of elements to this movie there's you have massive monsters and you have a ton of a ton of actors that we know from other things in this too so it's going to be i mean you know someone's going to get the kind of get uh lost in the shuffle there so it'll be really interesting just to kind of see how it all comes together um this is dying z as well yeah this the chinese actress yeah, this is just going to be an event movie. It's I'm really actually really interested to see how this works because I know you have you have Avengers four also coming out in May of next year. 
So it'll. It's hard to believe. Yeah, it'll. It's going to be really interesting to see how these two movies uh, work out next to each other. I, I mean, I have to imagine there's a couple weeks in between there for either one of them to get their, to get their box office pull. But it'll be really interesting to see how if kind of the businesses of one is dampens the other. You know. And from probably one of the most epic trailers we've seen, we go to probably the smallest scale movie that we have on our slate of things to talk about, uh, which is Universal and Blumhouse's Glass, which I'm super excited for. Um, I think Split is probably one of the more rewatchable movies on HBO right now. It's just on all the time, and... It's just it's just so great. There's so many really cool nuggets in there with McAvoy switching between personalities and watching Anya Taylor Joy just kind of really have the brunt of the situation on her shoulders. Um, uh, how did you feel about this trailer, Stephen? I was like, to be honest, I was really really blown away by the trailer um, because I only recently watched I only watched uh, Split yesterday for the second time. Uh, I mean, I watched it when it came out, but. Uh, what I did was I, I let my parents watch Split for the first time yesterday and I knew that they would have to watch it to kind of get the trailer of Glass because I didn't show them the trailer and they loved the movie and I loved the movie a second time as well like I, I actually preferred it a second time because I knew I knew the I knew what was coming and I knew what, what, what the ending was and what the implications were of, of David Dunn coming back into the movie coming into the movie but um yeah, I'm really, really excited about this. It really looks like they're... And I know we talked about it before, but M. Night Shyamalan is obviously very, very hit and miss. I mean, that is a, that's a huge understatement. Like <laughs> yeah. Even even though, and I know some of his big, bigger budget movies kind of seem to fail, this still seems to be kind of... still a kind of personal movie for him. It doesn't seem to be like... I know it, it, it's kind of... It's lending itself a lot to the superhero genre, which is the most trendy thing at the minute in film. But I think it, I have a good feeling about this one. It doesn't seem to be too crazy or too kind of, you know, last airbender type stuff. But I, I, I have a good feeling about this movie. Yeah, let's let's hope it's not last airbender. Because honestly, out of all the movies I've seen, that's been one of the ones that it's, it's taken me multiple times to get through it. I've never been able to sit down and watch that all the way through, and I don't think I'm ever going to try to again. But, um, yeah, I think this movie is still through, uh, like, Blumhouse, so it's definitely going to be a lower-budgeted vibe. It's, I mean, it has more big-name act- actors in it, so it's gonna the budget's going to inflate from there just, just because there's just so many names in it. But I just really think it's a really cool way to meld the, like, the tones of Split and Unbreakable, and this kind of feels like it's, like... It's, it feels like it's a hybrid of those two, where it doesn't feel quite as horror as Split does, but it's also probably a little more, I don't want to say action-y, but it's a little more um, kind of in-your-face and Unbreakable is. Unbreakable is just this really subdued movie, where basically like the the climax is somewhat... is. Bruce Willis bashing a guy's head into the wall for like a second and then that's basically it and it's just like this really good character study so yeah this just looks so so cool and it, I think it's really cool to see McAvoy kind of expand on his David character by just showing these different personalities that we didn't see before like the 
my favorite part is just the, still like the I almost got you, bro, like that type of thing. Yeah. It's my that might have been my favorite part of the trailer. It made me laugh so hard. It's just it's just really fun. I think some people might find it a little troubling with um, DID to really kind of make some light of this, but I it's so it's so so good. I think the way he plays it and the way people react around to him. Um, yeah. It's yeah, and I I think I mean obviously. The, it's named Glass, so we're going to see Samuel kind of uh, pull the strings and kind of be the puppet master of all this. But it's just, I I really hope that uh, Bruce Willis it comes to play because he's kind of sleepy. He's a little sleepy sometimes. Um, if you don't really get to him, um, he's yeah. He has that small, that kind of smoldering look where he's like his eyes are squinted and he looks like he's always the wise guy and he's kind of the same guy in every movie. But people seem to like him. So yeah, it's. Looper is probably uh, the Ryan Johnson movie is one of my probably one of my favorite science fiction movies, and that was just a few years ago and he was unbelievable in that movie, and that's probably his best performance of like the past I think I want to say the past decade. Um, he's really in a lot of straight to video action movies now, so I kind of hope I really hope this is kind of like a renaissance for him and everything yeah. like that. Um, I really like um the the idea they're taking this with Sarah Paulson's character and she's kind of like this psychiatrist who's studying people who think they're superheroes which I think yeah. is really really cool and like a really interesting way to make this world more real as Shyamalan's trying to do to begin with it's yeah it's just yeah go ahead no no you're right like she's like Sarah Paulson she's in the trailer she just looks so invested in what's going on she looks like she's really giving it a role uh, it looks like a character could kind of sway from either bad or good. We don't know whether she's an antagonist or a protagonist or, uh, or a bit of both. There's a, there's, a, there's a shot in the trailer where there's a kind of wall of police uh, pointing guns at her, telling her to get on her knees or something. And it makes you wonder what type of role she plays in the movie. But that's the thing about a lot of these. That's what I like about this kind of new uh, trilogy because... It's not. I know. It's, I know. It's Warner Brothers and uh, another horror movie, Halloween, is is kind of, kind of banking on this kind of uh, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers kind of. Um, I kind of go blank now. Halloween, the, the new Halloween, Halloween movie, with Warner Brothers. It's it's like it's kind of like that, except like you said earlier, it it's not really a horror movie. Split was never really a horror movie. It's more of a thriller movie. This is more of a kind of uh, amalgamation of both, and. I think that I think the fact that M. Night Shyamalan is he's kind of given a lot to kind of live up to because these is these this movie will be sort of in conjunction with Marvel and superhero movies, but the difference is I think he has a lot more freedom to do what he wants, and that's a good thing because we saw the way I know Star Wars isn't a superhero movie but we we know of the whole debacle with that and I think just keeping things simple with M. Night Shyamalan. Give him, give him what he wants to do. It's probably the best. It's probably the best thing to do in this case because he did create Unbreakable. He did create Split, and he seems to know what he's doing here. And even when you have, you know, other actresses coming back like Anya Taylor Joy, uh, the 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 main protagonist in Split, she's yeah. coming back from this uh, for this sequel. And I mean, she doesn't seem to be a huge character in the movie, but definitely she seems to be kind of pivotal character for uh, James McAvoy's character because 
there's like a there's like a scene in the trailer where she's talking to the kid version of him. His name is Hedwig, but she kind of identified with him a lot, and that can kind of probably be a funny dynamic as well. Yeah. And I was going to say to you earlier, but I, I think that James McAvoy, there's no way just there's like 24 different personalities, and we didn't actually get to see all of them in Split. I think we might be able to get to see more of them in this movie because. Like that, you know, I got you, bro, that, that kind of guy. <laughs> I don't remember that guy in, in, in Split. I, I could be wrong there. Yeah, neither but do I. I. It's it's def- There's definitely some new things he's doing. I mean, he still has the the Patricia, the older, the elderly woman in him and yeah. things like that, and obviously Beast. But yeah, this I just really love how he just does. He just goes full on with this character, and he's not afraid to be like ridiculed or kind of made fun of because that's an easy one where if you have someone kind of it's he's he's playing he's kind of doing a balancing act where if he falls one way it's not really that interesting and if he falls the other way it's just a full-on like farce so it's just kind of really cool to see him walk that line at all time you know and i know, I know we spoke about this but i think i think he even has like a spanish character as well that he's going to play like uh or portuguese or something because i think there's a part of the trailer where he starts speaking another language, and he, I think he kind of said like, "No, senor," and he puts his hand up or something like that. And maybe, maybe there's more, there's more to that. But that's that's actually a really good kind of empty area where they could fill in more of these crazy characters and just give James McAvoy as much freedom as he wants with these characters, all these different personalities in his head. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's the good thing about this movie is that it, it's original and has there's a lot of freedom to it. Yeah, totally. So I think from there it, we go to our final trailer, which is the Fantastic Beasts: The Crimes of Grindelwald. Um, I think out of all of these trailers that we talked about, I think this is the one I'm kind of least excited for. Like it still looks, it still looks like a pretty fun time, and I mean I'm a, I'm a movie critic, so I'll be there <laughs> to see it. But um, it just it just it didn't quite grab me as much as the other ones. I think that's fair to say, but. Um, it looks like a really fun time. Uh, I love Jude Law, and he looks like he's really just chewing the scenery as a young Dumbledore. And um, I kind of like... I really liked uh, Eddie Redmayne's character from the last one, uh, Newt's Commander. He's kind of just... I don't know how quite to describe him, but he's just kind of like a goofy dude who's yeah. he's definitely not perfect, and it's kind of fun to see uh, in these type of movies where the protagonist isn't just some just perfect white guy, you know, who just does everything right. And he's just really, really cool. So it's just kind of fun to see him be back. And, um, yeah, Johnny Depp's doing his thing. Uh, I hope, I hope, uh, the David Yates kind of reins him in and shows. And so he can kind of, cause that's kind of where he's at his best when you kind of keep him on a leash, so to say, kind of like, yeah. uh, keep him from going f- all the way out there. Which sometimes, like the his recent Tim Burton uh, collaborations, have really had that issue. So, um, yeah, this movie looks looks fine. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird how, like, me and you tend to agree a lot. I know it's, it's yeah. like we're the same person. We're best buddies, yeah, basically. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're best friends forever at this stage. <laughs> Beast movie. Uh, I haven't read the books, but 
I like Harry Potter, and I actually do like seeing the movies. My girlfriend is a fanatic about Harry Potter. She will, she will watch anything about Harry Potter. Huge fan of J.K. Rowling. Excuse me. And we went to see uh, Fantastic Beasts, and I, I've seen all the movies, and I actually I really enjoyed Fantastic Beasts. I, I thought it was a it was a good movie. Um, and it, it the, there is an audience for this type of stuff. That, like thinking about the Harry Potter universe, is that it doesn't really. I don't really. It doesn't seem to have any competition, or it's 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 its own beast in a way. I mean, the last movie made eight hundred million dollars with a, with a budget of I think I think it was only the budget was a hundred million dollars or no, sorry, it was two hundred million dollars the budget, but still, it was it, it it can be a massive success, and with the added fact that you know they have other stars in it like Jude Law, Johnny Depp. You know, and even David Yates coming back to direct this. He directed the first one. He directed Half Blood Prince, Deathly Hallows Part One and Two, uh, Order of the Phoenix. He direct he so he knows what he's doing. He's competent in this area. He knows this world. And the thing about J.K. Rowling is that she's she's also penning the script. She wrote the script. I know it's a completely different medium here, but obviously she is the the queen of this thing, of this whole narrative. She knows what's best for the narrative. I suppose it's her baby. And uh, yeah, uh, I, I can't wait to see the movie. Yeah, it's uh, like I, yeah, it's, it's really it's, that simple. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things where I really got like fun X Men vibes from the trailer, where it's kind of these two factions who think that wizards are better than Muggles, so they don't des- the Muggles don't deserve to be around anymore. Where other ones like, no, we can we can be we can live with them. They're they're good in their own way, and it's I think it's kind of fun. It's kind of it's always I think those the battle of. Uh, ideals and things like that are always make for really interesting uh, movies if you do it right. So, um, I mean, that's to say, if you do anything right, it'll be good. But um, <laughs> it's just, it, it, it looks like they're really kind of focusing on the characters, which even though the trailer didn't exactly blow me away, I can get really interested in any character study that I see. That's kind of why we go to the movies to begin with, is to see these really interesting people in really cool worlds. So, yeah. That's, that's the thing about the, the, the characters in the movie as well, is that they're bringing, they're bringing characters back that people seem to like as well, like Catherine Watterson's character, Tina Goldstein, and the person that I actually, I thought was my favorite performance in, in the last movie was Dan Fogler. Yeah, like he was Jacob awesome. He was, he was just so, he was, the, he was the funniest character in the whole movie. I know he was a bunch of, to a lot of jokes and he sort of became a meme, but, Oh, I, I thought he was great in the last one. He really had me... He, he was really a side splitter. I mean, I know in the last movie they kind of they kind of spun it a certain way where they they were kind of saying farewell to his character because if I remember correctly, he lost his memory. Yeah. But I'm really glad they bring him back to his character because they know, they know what the audience likes. And I, I just... I, and the, the, believe it or not, this is a five-movie setup, so five movies are planned all together. So they know that they have to know what they're doing. They have to slowly pump them out. And for the record, I kind of feel sorry for Colin Farrell now because he's probably looking at the trailer going, Ugh, "That Johnny Depp character could have been me. <laughs> I could have been Grindelwald." Yeah, it's so. it's he was. I think him and him and Fogler were my two favorite characters in that first movie. So I the the reveal was kind of fun in the la, in the last movie where uh, Colin Farrell turned into uh, Johnny Depp. But it was just kind of one of those things where it's like, ah oh, man, I really wish he would have stuck around because he was just really really interesting and I just I think Colin Farrell is killing it recently which is just 
he's just it was just kind of during the right in the middle of his renaissance little period he had there but it's yeah, yeah it's, he's having a kind of indie period now where he's getting really he's getting really good yeah and it's I guess well, hopefully that allows him frees him up to do other th- weird things he could do more um, team ups with Yorgos Lanthimos like Killing of the Sacred Deer uh, which is just yep. one of the most unsettling movies I've seen in a really long time but um, it's yeah it's yeah I just I have I have high hopes for this movie. It's another one. It's a really crowded fall and winter season. You have this and so many others that we already mentioned before. But it's yeah. I hope I hope this movie does well. It looks fun. Um, Warner Brothers is really smart to do that little Wizarding World logo before this trailer, so everyone's immediately like, oh okay, we got it. We're Harry Potter. Harry Potter. We got this. Um, I think it's a really smart branding uh, idea for them to continue forward with this, but. Yeah, this movie. Hopefully, hopefully it could be. Sorry, to put you off. But hopefully, this is the one where it, it kind of looks like they're going in a more original kind of way with this because Jude Law's character, Albus Dumbledore, is sort of obviously their kind of nemesis. Is their en- enemies between one another. Uh, Depp's character, Grindelwald, and Jude Law's character, Dumbledore. But then Dumbledore is the one who's the kind of crux to the story is that Dumbledore is. is Sort of recruiting and or, or hiring Newt's commanders, uh, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Redmayne's character, Newt's commander, to essentially track down this guy and uh, just see what he's all about. So I'm not saying it's going to be like almost espionage kind of vibes to the movie, but I think there should be a kind of different dynamic to this, a different dynamic to this whole kind of story. So I, I'm just looking forward to how how different it could be. To the previous one. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where, um, I've said before how I'm just not a huge fan of prequels, but it this is kind of different because there's no really any characters or, I mean, Dumbledore, you have Dumbledore, but there's not a whole bunch of ties to the original um, Harry Potter movies and outside of they're in the same universe together, so... It's just kind of the, the, I really and there's no books, so I don't. No one really knows where this is going, or except for J.K., which I, it's kind of fun. It's, these are fun. These are fun little movies. I enjoy them. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think with that, I think that kind of wraps up our San Diego Comic Con uh, wrap up here. So, um, Stephen, I really yeah. really appreciate you coming on again. I'm I'm really really excited for these movies. I. I've we've been burned by trailers before. Um, each of the Transformers movies have really good trailers, so we'll see. But um, yeah, really appreciate you coming on again, Stephen. Uh, until next time, uh, you're the man. You're the man, Nick. Thanks very much for inviting me back. <laughs> All right, you got it, man. We will do it very very shortly once again. Uh, and to everyone listening out there, really appreciate you, really appreciate you guys doing that once again for us. And until next time. We'll see you.